Welcome to the Advisor Inner Circle podcast. I am uh, one of your co-hosts, Steve Gordon, and I'm here with my uh, partner in crime, John Curry. Say hello, John. Hey, folks. Nice to be with you again. Uh, yeah, this is this is so much fun. We love getting together and having these conversations. We're going to be talking today. This is kind of a continuation of uh, the previous episode. So if you uh, if you haven't listened to that, uh, you can listen to this independently of it. But you'll want to go back and listen to it. So John, in the last episode, we talked about uh, the idea of who, why, what, and how, and we covered who and why. So out of that, and today we're going to cover what and how. You want to give everybody just a quick little recap so that they, they've got the context for what we're going to talk about today. Absolutely. But also I want to say this. I, I, I do an entire full day workshop just on these four things, the who, the why, the what, and the how. I don't, I don't do it on a regular basis because I don't want to be on a plane traveling all the time like I used to. But last time we talked about who. And I think who is most important. Uh, Steve would tell you that that means you're defining who your ideal client is, sometimes called avatar. Who, who is your model? Who's your ideal person you want to work with? And the who is important because if you don't know who you want, then you're going to be chasing everybody. And what I talked about last time, Steve, was the importance of if I know who I want and I narrow it down to one or two distinct personalities or markets, then I don't waste all of my marketing dollars or advertising dollars or my energies. I, I talked about managing your team, your time, your energy, your attitude, and your money. Well, if I'm trying to protect my time, I want to get really good at it, just a few things that I can do over and over. And I know enough about people to know that the minute they come in my door, they are my who. Therefore, I'm using my time, my energy, and my attitudes just right and I can help them make money or save money, and I can make money. The why is also the same things I just said. It allows me to use my resources better. It allows me to know what they need without spending hours and hours having to do research. So the why also for me was because of my grandfather and my father. So for me, I chose to work primarily with members of the Florida Retirement System, professors, state employees, could be uh, county employees, community college, uh, and teachers. Most of the clients I work with are not teachers, but I do have some that are teachers, and I love working with them. And they also are married to professional people, so I end up getting doctors, lawyers, engineers, and architects as clients also. So I love it when people say, well, I would never work with state employees or government employees. I understand. Just send them over to me. I'll take care of them. But the why is because my grandfather and my father got bad advice or no advice, and I saw what happened in their lives and uh, uh, my mother and my grandmother's lives. And it just struck, struck a passion, a chord that, wow, you know, there are thousands and thousands, hundreds of thousands of people in my own state who need that in my own community, you know, tens of thousands that I can help. So the who is who do you want to work with? The why is why do you choose to work with them? And then the what is what will you do for them? And then the how is how will you deliver whatever it is you profess to be good at? So let's talk about the what and the how. Um, I guess let's start with what. And um, what do you mean by, by the, the what that you'll do for them? Well, uh, can I pick on you? Please. 
So let's just suppose that you are somebody new that's been referred to me or you found your way to this conference table that I work at and you come in the door. What are you going to be thinking as a prospect? Honestly, I'm probably going to be a little bit nervous. I know I've got a problem or I need some help, but you know, you're walking into the lion's den. You're walking into to, you know, a financial advisor or, you know, some people might call you a life insurance salesman. Um, and I'm going to be a little bit skeptical, I would imagine. Correct. So you're going to come in here with some idea of what you need or want, but you don't know what is going to happen. You don't know what I'm going to do to you. You're fearful that I'm going to make you do something. I'm going to hypnotize you and steal your money. I even tell people, I don't have that ability, okay? I can't hypnotize you and take your money away from you. So, but the what is this? What is on their mind? What is the pain? But we're not taught that as advisors. We're taught, well, you know, people are going to live longer than they think. We should get into all the longevity. The market sucks. Yeah, it's great right now, but it's going to crash. No, that's not how they think. So my feeling is let's first find out the first what is what is on your mind. And here's how I start every interview. Steve, I'm glad you're here. I appreciate you taking the time to come meet with me. And speaking of time, how much time did you allocate for today's appointment? I have 37 minutes. Okay, Ooh, I thought we had an hour, but that's fine. We'll, we'll make do with the 37 minutes. What would you like to accomplish in that 37 minutes, Steve? So the question already sets the stage for the what. What is on your mind? If I can find out what's on your mind, and I know from previous experience and dealing with thousands of people that my, I have the ability to deliver what it is is on your mind, then I'm going to have an instant connection. And it's not me setting the agenda, is it? It's you setting the agenda. Because I ask you what, and you told me. So that's the what for me. And then digging deeper and deeper and deeper, I know that most people who are thinking about retirement planning, if they have a pension, they're concerned about which pension option do they choose. If they don't have a pension, it's in some type of defined contribution plan. Okay, what do I do with all this money I've been accumulating? What do I do with it now? They're concerned about health care and retirement. They're concerned about uh, Medicare, Social Security. So my tagline, if you will, John Curry, providing retirement advice, including Social Security, Medicare, IRA rollovers, and required minimum distribution planning. Because I want people to understand that if it deals with this concept of retirement, I can probably help you. All of my podcasts that I do, they're not just about money. Most of them are about non-financial issues, such as what do you do when you retire, travel, recreation, health, things like that. So what's on their mind is number one. And if I know enough to know what's on their mind, guess what? I can make sure that we cover that. And if my products fit, voila, there's a sale. So two observations on that, John. Number one, that's a masterful sales technique. So in case those of you listening didn't catch that, the way that John starts meetings is, is masterful and most people don't do it that way. Okay, most people come in with a pre 
determined presentation that they're trying to give and that they got to get through. And it's almost like they're fighting the prospects through that presentation. So number one, it's a fantastic sales technique and, and one worthy of you adopting. Uh, two, it's the most human way to approach the meeting because you got this other person there. They've, they've driven across town. They're nervous and you, you want to help them because that's the way that you get paid the best way to do that is simply to ask them what's on their mind. Yes. So yes. anyway, I just wanted to, to, to call those out so everybody kind of sees that, that it's, you kind of get a twofer there. And, and we'll talk about this, I'm sure, in a future episode. We may cover it some today. But one of the things that I've observed about you in all the years I've known you, John, is that, and, and I think this is what makes you so successful. Um, I think this is, is one of the secrets it's that while you're probably the best salesperson I've ever observed, you also do it in an incredibly human way. There's no manipulation whatsoever. I mean, you're the farthest thing from manipulation, but you're damn direct. And sometimes, sometimes probably too direct. <laughs> maybe, maybe, but... Um, but I, I think people appreciate that. I think people gravitate towards that um, because you're dealing with them as, as an intelligent human. You're not coming at them as a salesperson. And so anyway, I, we don't need to, we can set that to the side, but that just was in my head. And, and I think it's important. Well, I want to go back to something else too about what you're expecting when you come in the door. I wish people could see my office because the way I have it set up is there's, there are zero plaques on the wall saying number one in this sales, number one in this, there's nothing. Everything in here is I'm just, can I just take a minute and cover that? Yeah, do so. I'm just looking at the, the diplomas on the wall, uh, uh, master's in financial services, a diploma from the American College, CLU, CHFC. Uh, that's all as far as credentials that are on the wall. Then there are some plaques, one, two, three, four, five plaques of me serving president of organizations. There's some Walt Disney stuff. There's my Air Force Commendation Medal framed and on the wall uh, with my um, certificate explaining why I got it. There's a big frame, beautiful picture of the signing of the Declaration of Independence and a copy of the Declaration. Uh, there's my heart-shaped pillow that's on its own separate pedestal um, because uh, July 8th, excuse me, July 10th, 2008, I had open-heart surgery, and I tell people that pillow is there to remind me to have a heart big enough to challenge you on issues, but also to remind me I could die any moment. You could die. Let's don't let's don't leave here without getting the most important stuff taken care of. So when they come in here, and also my knight in shining armor that's over here. So I literally, so what I do is, is I set the stage. So when they come in, it takes away a lot of that sales pressure right up front. And I think that helps people be more at ease. And the, the closest thing I can tell you I use as my model is to act like a doctor. You know, if I'm a doctor, I'm not just going to say to everybody who comes in the door, here, take this pill, take this shot. I'm going to say, tell me your symptoms. What's bothering you? What's wrong? Where's the pain? And to me, it just makes sense. If I, because if I do it that way, Steve, there's no selling needed. If that's salesmanship, great. But it's, it's just finding out what the hell they want to talk about and then help them. Well, I, yeah, I think it is. I think it is salesmanship in the sense that... 
there are an awful lot of salespeople that aren't doing it. Um, I think you're doing it at a pretty high level, but it's simple. It's easy. Like you say, you don't then have to sell them. You're really kind of, it's almost like martial arts. You're taking the, the direction or the energy that they're coming at you with, and you're using that to serve them and, and ultimately to serve yourself to, to make a sale. Um, but instead of trying to fight against that and take them where you think you want to go, you're just, you're, you're facilitating what they're there for. Correct. And again, another thing about defining your who, if I've identified people that I know for a fact need, they may not want it, but they, I know they need, based on their circumstances, what I'm trying to sell, then I don't have to worry about forcing my product down their throat, do it. Because once they identify, they tell me, these are the things that bother me. I'm worried about running out of income. I'm worried about the market crashing and like it did in 2008, me losing 30, 40% of my money. I'm worried about how do I pay for long-term care if I have to go to a nursing home. I'm worried about how do I pay for my health insurance. They start telling me all these things. Well, I know the financial products that I'm using fit. And if they don't fit, don't use it. Use something else. But for the vast, probably 90% of the people I see, they do annuity business with me. You know, we got some where we don't do any annuities at all. We'll do managed money. So, but again, if I know the who, if I know the who, and, and the why is in place, and then the what is, okay, what do they have concerns about? And then I'm going to match my products with it or my advice with it. Sometimes I give advice and charge a fee and not have a product sale. But I, at some point, I want us to get into uh, another episode, talk about, think about what we just covered today. How do you posture yourself? How do you position yourself? Uh, you don't just come in as a salesman. How do you come in as being the, uh, the respected uh, advisor? And, um, and let's talk about the how for a minute. I don't know how, how deep you want to get into this, but the how comes down to how will I deliver this? I could say to you, you know, Steve, you're dumb as a box of rocks. You've got all your money sitting over here in the market. It's going to crash and you lose all your money. Or I can say to you, you know, Steve, uh, I'm a little concerned about the fact that you've got so much of your money in the market that's unprotected. Does that bother you at all? Well, you know, yeah, yeah. Today, today my, my client said, well, I've got, you know, this account's done very well for the past 25 years, but maybe it served its purpose because it's been growing, 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 but I'm now worried. He's already got two annuities with me. Maybe I need to move some of that money into another annuity and protect it. I said, well, maybe we'll get there in a few minutes, but just tell me why you're feeling that. So the how is how do you transition from what they say they want or they're fearful of to position your solution to their problem? And we could spend, we could spend two hours on that. Because that comes down to technique and how you do it. It doesn't matter what your personality is there. It's a matter of how you choose to go do it. You talk, yeah, about, absolutely. You talk about me being direct. Yeah, I'm direct because doctors are, doctor doesn't say, you know, see, I, I think what you might have is a little bit of a tumor in your gut there, some cancer. You know what? Uh, here, why don't you decide what you want to do? I see you got your phone there. Why don't you just Google tumor in the gut and tell me what you'd like me to do? How long would you sit there in front of that damn doctor? You'd be running out the door. Yeah. People are looking for guidance. They're looking for leadership. They're looking for confidence. They're looking for someone who will take a stand 
and say, look, dude, you need help. I'd like to help you. Do you want my help? That's the how. Absolutely. And, and um, I know we could, we could spend hours and hours on it because um, it, well, you and I do. Like we did this we, morning over breakfast. <laughs> I know. I know. You. Um, well, it's a deep subject. And, and, you know, I can see some some people listening to this and go, oh, I got all this figured out. I'm pretty successful. Um, and, and and maybe you do. And, and, and that's awesome. Um, and, you know, at the same time, while these things seem really simple on the surface, there are so many layers to this. Um, that's one of the things that I've learned from from hanging around you for all these years is that every time I think I kind of get it, there's another little layer, another another nuance or a wrinkle that I suddenly discover that you're doing that, that uh, I hadn't seen before. And so, uh, you know, for those of you who have been doing, you know, this business for a long time, um, I, I want you to be open to kind of revisiting and rethinking through some of the things and how you approach it. Well, let me piggyback that because it, it, it's, it's ditto because see, sometimes you'll ask me how to handle something and I'll share with you. And then right in midstream, you and I are co-creating yet another idea. See, one and one does not equal two. If you've got an idea and I've got an idea and we expand it, that could, that could become 10. It's, it's how, how many times, Steve, have you and I sat down over breakfast or lunch independent of each other. We've already written down before we got in front of each other in our journals, which folks, if you're not doing it, uh, using a journal, please do so that you can capture your ideas and you're sitting across the table from a friend, make notes. But how many times, Steve, have we sat down with our journals and all of a sudden you've got an idea and I go, Oh my God, look at this. I'm on a, we're on a parallel path, even though we're in different industries doing different things. It's so similar that we're able to, um, what's the word synergy we can we can synergize because we were is one plus one is not two is three four five or ten that's the, the power each other. it's the power of the mastermind happened this morning at breakfast yes but another thing too when i'm when i'm learned i'm 66 i'll be 67 in december i'm sick and tired of knuckleheads half my age saying well you know i don't need to know that i know everything already no hell you don't i don't know everything i'm constantly learning my granddaddy taught me when i was a kid when you're ripe you're rotten when you're green you grow Hell, keep stay green, keep growing, keep learning. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> so, coming coming back around to the how. Yes. So you you've you've gotten them to tell you what's on their mind. That gives you the roadmap to then create the solution. Yes. And one of the things that. Um, and, and I think that's true in a lot of businesses, but I, I know particularly in financial services that I've worked with more and more advisors is, you know, the different products that you have can work in a lot of different situations and address a lot of different symptoms or complaints from the, the patient, you know, in this, in this little scenario, right. From the client. Um, and if you come back and present to them a, a solution or describe it in a way that doesn't, yeah, it, it may do the thing that you're talking about, but doesn't link it to what they're concerned about, you're probably not going to make that sale and that person's not going to get helped. And, and that's a tragic error on your part. And so that, to me, that, that's the importance of following this chain all the way through is that it, it's going to give you the path to not only get to the right solution, 
as the practitioner, but to communicate it in a way that is going to be meaningful and accepted by the patient. Because, you know, if we use the medical analogy, you go into the doctor and you diagnose the disease correctly, you prescribe the cure correctly, the patient leaves and never fills the prescription. Is there any cure delivered? Nope. Not at all. So what was the point? Everybody lost in that situation. Everybody lost. Everybody lost. And I think the one of the stories that sticks in my mind, he's since passed away, but a psychologist by the name of Chubba Sickline tells a story about you are part of this team and you have 50 children to immunize. You have 50 minutes. You have It takes one minute per child. Okay, if they don't get this shot in this 50 minutes, they're all going to be dead. You got that picture? They're all dead. So you get through number five and number six comes up and he runs away and he goes, nah, 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 you can't catch me. Well, are you, you and your staff going to stop what you're doing and chase that kid down? No. You're going to keep an eye on that kid and you're going to keep going as fast as possible. When you get the last one done, you're going to tackle him. You don't give a damn if you break his arm, break his leg. You're going to give him that shot and let him live. Am I right or wrong? Absolutely right. But you're not going to let the other 44 die while you chase this one down. And that's what the power of once you get comfortable, again, with the who, the why, the what I'm going to do for them, the how I'm going to do it, it allows you to help those who want you and the ones who don't want you, you just let them go with love. I love you, but it's obvious you're not ready. When you're ready, come on back. And it's amazing the number of people who come back because they don't feel beat up and pressured. Yeah, it's, it's funny because I've taken this same process, all these principles, and we use them in our own business. We do marketing, right? So completely different business. It's transformed the way we have sales conversations. And what's so interesting about it is sales conversations, which, you know, my, John, I don't know if we ever covered my full background. My first business was an engineering firm. Okay, so I'm, I've got a technical background. We're not exactly known as being master salespeople, right? <laughs> uh, and so, um, you know, that's my background. You and I get to become friends. We're clients of each other. We've known each other for a long time. And I've learned over the years how to put some of these things in place. And I'm at the point now where I have effortless sales conversations, Explain that effortless in what way? Because I think people need to understand this. So go ahead, cover that. So I used to get stressed about them, okay? Because I felt like I was there to dance. I was the entertainment and the lights came on when the sales conversation started and I'm on stage and I've got my tap shoes on and I'm tap dancing, <laughs> hoping that they're going to throw money up on the stage and I'm going to make a sale. I want to see you do a tap dance. I'll get you the top hat and the cane, okay? <laughs> you, don't, you don't have enough money, okay? Um, but then it started to change, okay? And then it became all about the, the other person. And so I actually go in and, and, and go in with really no agenda. I have an outline and a flow that we're going to follow because my job is to be the leader and lead them through this process. But the agenda is the client's agenda. What are they there to solve? Why did they show up? 
So in my case, you know, we, we work with people all over the country. So we're almost always on, on the phone. Why did they interrupt? Why did this business owner, out of all the things they had to do, decide that they needed to spend 45 minutes with me to talk about their marketing? Why is that important right now? For you, it's why did somebody drive across town, come into a place where you know they're uncomfortable, they're in a situation where they're probably going to have to spend a lot of money that they probably don't want to spend. Why are they there? It must be pretty important. So I better figure that out. <clears throat> so pressure's off me now. I just need to ask questions. I need to listen. I need to understand. And then I, I know what my solutions are. I'm an expert at what I do. I've been doing it for a long time. And for me, connecting the dots between what they say is their problem and how to solve that is the easy part. And that's the effortless part. And that's the part I wanted to make sure we get across to people because that's the how. See, the how is the technique, in my opinion. Uh, the how, you know, you could say, well, the what is the product and the how is how you get them to buy it. But they go together. They go together, but you have to identify what their concerns are, address those concerns at their level, not your level. You made the comment about people coming in the door and you're, you've got this prepackaged thing to sell. Well, you might, we might use the same products, all of us, but it's how you go about delivering the product. To me, that's the how. How do you present the product? How do you position the product? My client today, he told me the, the money he has is with T. Rowe Price. He's done very well over the years with them. He's happy with them. He loves them. Well, I've actually heard people in interviews say, well, I don't like them. They don't do this. They don't do that. My view is, hey, Bob, they've done a good job for you. You've been very pleased with them. Why would you move all of that money? You shouldn't move all that money. Let's identify how much should stay there. And let's identify how much of that money we should move over here with me where it's protected. What's it protected from or for? It's protected from market losses. It's protected from the income going away. And by the time we get done, he's like, well, this makes total sense. Maybe I'll do half and half, which is a nice chunk of money. And then toward the end, he simply says, you know what? This makes so much sense. Maybe I'll do more. And I said, well, you don't have to decide today. If you know what you want to do, we'll do it. He said, no, I want to do it. I just want to give it a little time because I'm leaning more toward the higher number. But that comes down to presentation skills, which I know you have on the agenda to cover in the future. It comes down to positioning. Uh, how do you explain products? So you're still compliant without getting people all upset and get them in a tizzy. That's the how. And, there's a, and I'm serious. I could do, well, I do. I mean, I don't do any more. Uh, don't want to get on airplanes. But, you know, as you know, I've done full day workshops on what I call sales and marketing with John Curry. You've done the same thing. Yeah, and we, we could keep going down, down the rabbit hole forever here. Um, I, I think we're about out of time on this episode. Um, but, uh, John, any, any final thoughts you want to share with folks before we wrap up? Yes, and I'll make it brief. I just want to go back to talking about the, the, the four parts of this. The who is important. Who do you wish to serve? And that's the way I'd write it down. Who do I want to serve? Why do I want to serve them? What will I do for them? How will I deliver that? And then realize that the sooner you answer those, the more you're going to end up managing your team, team meeting your time, your energy, your attitude, and your money. If, you will, if you'll answer those four questions, you will improve your life so much. 
And with some of the things you're going to be learning about marketing from Steve and how to do some positioning from him and just plain old sales stuff for me, as well as marketing. I mean, I, I'm a, I'm a student of marketing. Uh, I tell people, Steve, I am not in the financial business. I am in the marketing business with a specialty in retirement planning. That's what we do. We're in the marketing business, but I think people forget that. Oh, absolutely. Um, most people, it's not that they forget it. They never knew it in the first place. Uh, you know what? You're right. They did not know that and did not understand the importance of it. And they don't even know what real marketing is because they can choose marketing with selling or marketing with doing a bunch of advertising and wasting all their money. Well, let's talk about that in the next episode. Let's talk about the, the role and purpose of marketing in, in uh, building your business and creating an impact. Um, I love it. I, I don't think a lot of people really understand. And, and, uh, and that next episode might be an eight hour one. I don't know. We could go a long way with it. But, well, maybe um, what we got to do is break it up in little chunks and, and first of all, educate people on what marketing really is and then the, the various subsets of it. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right, folks, come back for that episode. In the meantime, I want you to share this with another advisor that you care about. Um, if you're working inside of an agency, share it with everybody in the agency. Please let them benefit from this if you've discovered it and, uh, and, and send them over to advisorinnercircle.com. Um, if you haven't yet, subscribe in your podcast player and, um, and go over to advisorinnercircle.com and uh, and put your email address in so you can get updates from us as we release uh, new content. You're definitely going to want to do that. Uh, John, always a pleasure, and I'll see you in the next episode. Absolutely, my friend. Look forward to it. Goodbye, folks.